Little slice of peacocks in your pocket. And welcome to this week's episode of Wordsworth Weekly, the official podcast for Taunton Town FC. I'm John. I'm one of the co-commentators for Taunton on Peacock's Radio. Joining me today on this podcast is Head of Social Media, Max. Say hello, Max. Hello, Max. Yay. Also joining me is Performance Analyst, Adam. Say hello, Adam. Hello. And if you listen to Peacock's radio, you'll know that Rich is often away doing something else entirely. And typically, he's missing today's podcast. So we've got our replacement for him in Taunton's other performance analyst, Jordan. Say hello, Jordan. Hello, everyone. There we go. That's all of us here. How is everyone today? Very good. Thank you. How are you, Jonathan? Good. Living the dream with you guys, as always. A lot of fun. So nice to hear you talk so nicely of us. <laughs> it's only because I'm recording. <laughs> yeah, I've no doubt about it. As soon as the recording's finished, you're all pieces of not worth much. Yeah, what watch watch for swear, Joe. Yeah, no, I'm not getting on I'm not having a fine, <laughs> don't you worry. Jordan, everything all right in you? Very good, mate. Very good. Lovely. Very so, shall we start off where we finished last week? As soon as we released the podcast, we had some news that Elliot Duggan was leaving Taunton after five minutes of playing to go to the small club down the road. Uh, where are yellow? Who are they? Yeah, no oh, idea. Talking. Do you reckon you got a coat ad? <laughs> Cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> What's everyone's take on that? Um, I think he heard we started a podcast and thought, right, I need to get out of here. I'm going to get slated. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, uh, it's one of those, and it? he's, he's sort of got to go where he thinks he's going to get the most minutes. And like we discussed on the podcast last week, we are, um, we have quite a few numbers in that position. So it's a competitive place to get in. And if he thought that maybe his chances be limited here, and they're not going to be as limited somewhere else. Then, then fair play to him. I, I, I don't think he was too bad in the, in the, cameo appearances he did have. Um, he scored in the SPC, didn't he? Uh, all against lower opposition, I know, but you can only score against a team in front of you. So, I, I wish him nothing but well, and hope he does okay <laughs> in the nicest possible way. Um, there, but yeah, is there any news on Mal saying that about numbers up front? No well, news. Any news. I I think we can read into the fact that Elliot has been allowed to go to another club. I think that unofficially confirms that Mal is probably not too far away. And seeing that he is in the Yeovil behind the scenes videos, actually running, training with the ball, yeah, all of that. Yeah, you'd like to think he's not that far away, which then yeah, gives uh, us a different option up front than what we've currently got. I think his I mean, initial. Go on. Sorry, mate. We had that period, didn't we, before we got Duggan, where Simsy was out. I think Pops yeah. was on holidays. We had a real shortage of strikers, obviously. Mao injured as well. 
think yeah. with those two, they've been back fit now for a few games. Um, the, uh, with Mal coming back as well, there's there is no need for, for six of them. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine a conversation has happened that says, "Look, this is the state of play at Taunton. Um, there are going to be guys that have been at the club longer that." Rob potentially trusts a little bit more, they're a little bit more long standing, maybe more proven at this level, things like that. Um, Elliot's probably had the choice. Do you want to stay and fight for this? Do you want to try and force your way in? Or do you want to see what else is out there? And he's made a choice based on where he thinks he's going to get the most minutes at the highest level possible. So fair play to him. Yeah. Wishing the best. Matt, is anything to add? He was he was all right. He would have given another option, but again, as as the the analyst boys have said, you know, we've got Mal coming back. We've got more options now in that area than when he signed on. Um, and when he signed on, we had a few players out and a few players on holiday. So when he signed, it would be a good option. But I think now the players that are coming back are a, a, a different sort of profile. Duggan's sort of more suited to what we play with. I think... Yeah, his gets me. minutes are going to be limited, and at his age, twenty three, he needs to find himself a club where he's going to get get most minutes, cement himself a starting place, and if he thinks he's going to get that away from Tottenham, he's got to do what's best for his career. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. Someone said it the other day. You're on about cementing his place. How many clubs at twenty three? He's on like seven, seven or eight. He's a, he's had a few. Yes. He needs to find a home somewhere, doesn't he? He's, yeah, he needs to find himself a place where he can play football. Settle down. couple of years, he can really set himself in. Yeah. yeah. Rebuild his career almost. Take me that place, Matt. Now come home from me. <laughs> okay. So next thing that happened after that was there was an announcement that the clubhouse got a new cider and a TV showing TNT Sports. Yeah, on, on to actually important news. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That can only be a good thing, right? Absolutely huge for a club. Absolutely they, huge for a club. They could not have started with a worse game, by the way. <laughs> Merseyside derby, horrible. Uh, I think, in all in all seriousness, uh, anything that brings more people to the club, into the clubhouse, there were probably fifty odd people in the clubhouse at kickoff for the Merseyside derby, twelve thirty. So, good few hours before kickoff for. The actual tournament game, drinking cider, having other drinks, whatever. Um, just spending time at the club. That's that's never going to be a bad thing. Never going to be know, a bad thing. I was in the Uber kickoff, Adam, and the atmosphere was great. Really yeah, nice was. to see. It was. Great. Know, I've since I've since I've started here at tour, I've never seen the clubhouse that busy before kickoff ever, and it's it's I, so I, nice to see it. There's not been an there's not been a reason for it to be that busy though, has there? No, because there's the, in there really, is the it? early kickoff isn't Wasn't isn't this. on TV. There's yeah, so that now we've pushing it and hopefully that can be the thing where I'd like to see the early kickoff on. You stay and watch Taunton, you stay and watch Taunton, and then if possible, the half five game. Yeah, class. And all of a sudden you spend like Taunton becomes a day out. Um mm-hmm. I know that means spending money and things like that, but you don't have to do it all the time, but if we can, if we can be the, the the place where people come and spend their time, then then fantastic. That's got to be the main goal, hasn't it? Absolutely. Can't go wrong bringing people into club, bringing in more money. Definitely right. And 
And on to that one, we then go to Hampton and Richmond on Saturday. Who wants to start hmm. this one off? Frustrating. Sorry. One word for you it. Go, you go first. Yeah, go on, boys. What's, first. What's, no, no, no. no, no. What's, what's go... everyone's one word sum up of the game? Mine's frustrating. John, one word summary of Hampton and Richmond Borough versus Taunton Town. Disappointed. Yeah, that's a good Adam. word. I would have probably said disappointing. I'd caveat that though, and I know it's not one word, and I'm not a very one word guy. We <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> yeah, don't we know, Adam? As an as from an analyst perspective, didn't actually play that bad. I was going to say positives. We, we weren't. We weren't. Awful. We'll come on to awful because awful that's, is that's probably why I was got it. It's that's that, that, because... the next topic, so we'll bring that one up yeah. later. We'll, we'll, we'll that's why on, we'll it was frustrating that. Saturday. That's why Saturday we'll was so frustrating because we played well. Yeah. Yeah. Was, There's it positives. Was, it was a slow start, which Adam called in the last podcast because we'd had the two week break. And as soon as Hampton got their goal, you could tell they're just going to sit back and go, oh, we've got this now. You're not going to score, so deal with it, essentially. We've had a knack of doing that this season, is conceding early or um, going to sleep early in games, and we got away with it. But So that was always going to catch up on us. Yeah. It, did on, it did on Saturday. I can remember two or three games where the other team have had a chance in the first five minutes, like Jordan's just said there. Tombridge, Maidstone. Tombridge at the post in the first minute, minute yeah. of the game mm. and you think oh like that flies in sets the game up and this time it did uh, I don't know the exact time of the goal I, I felt like it was like, Genuinely, first minute, like second minute. Yeah. yeah it was within the first minute hadn't even reached a minute yet and they scored so we had we obviously had 89 minutes to recover um, and in that 89 minutes did we do enough to win the game uh, can you do enough to win the game if you don't score? It, debatable, but we created a lot of good chances. Um, Half chances. Yeah, a lot of nearly moments, a lot of a lot of near misses. What was um, Dylan Warren sticks out? What was the stat that you worked out in the first half? I had thirty-one crosses in that first half. Thirty-one crosses into the box wow. in the first half, and we didn't really. Put any pressure on their goalkeeper. Yeah, in the first half, I would say I don't, I, I don't know the exact numbers of like connections to crosses, but I would imagine it is a handful, five at most. I can, I can see, I can see Austin heading one at the back post that Cam Evans has stood up. I can see Jay Falston having a chance, and off the top of my head, can I see another one? There's that. Are you on about the one that Jay's crossed into Dylan? No, that's an extra one as well. So there's there's three. Um, but out and of 31, and we're struggling to, to get three together. Out of 31, and the three that you have bought haven't been a striker. True. That is part of the problem. If our strikers aren't connecting with the ball in the box, how are they likely to score? Well, that was mentioned after. There's no real effort to get into the box not just our strikers but there's no numbers in the box which will come on to yesterday's game later on I'm sure we saw that at times especially in the first half with numbers 
Mm. So that's obviously something that was picked out after that game. But that game was there to win. And it, you go back to that frustrating. Yeah, we had... Uh, I, I'd, I'd come back to that point, John, and say it's, it's not solely on our strikers to create their own chances to score goals. But they can definitely do a job of just being a little bit smart with their runs, potentially just trying to lose a marker, just that half yard. That when you watch football on TV and you see at the top end of the game, they look like they've got like two or three yards of space around them, and they make the they mix the finish ten times easier. We've all watched enough football to see that. But how you generate that opportunity is 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 the art. We had a lot of crosses that sort of went into good areas that you think, oh, why isn't the striker there? I'd also put the onus on the person crossing the ball to pick someone out instead of putting it into an area, actually pick someone out. It, it, like, pick your eyes up, have a little look. If you can, drag it back to the edge of the box or are you putting it on the penalty spot? Are you standing up to the back post? Just try and be in control of those 1% that make a difference. That, But it's an evolution. It's, 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 a, it's a moving process. It, it will only get sharper. Jordan and I are looking at, are looking at things like that to to bring it to the attention of the management team to would ensure you, that it... Would you say then there might be a lack of communication between the ones crossing in and the ones who should be in the box? I don't think it's communication. I don't think it's communication. I think it's more understanding at the moment. I think it might be just a little bit, can we just slow the game down a little bit in our head? Can we just get on the same wavelength? Um, I don't. I don't think it's communication because I've, I've I've seen it firsthand. I've seen the boys talk to each other about. Oh, I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to try and do that. Can you look for me here? I'm going to put that ball in there. Um, it's not going to go right every time. It's not going to be Tunbridge away every game. Um, you are just going to have to ride with the punches. Don't get too high when you win. Don't get too low when you lose. Reset. Go again. It's partnerships, and we spoke earlier about strikers strikers being out at certain points or change rotating who plays we've now stuck with Sterney and Giles for the last few weeks that will if we stick with them slowly start to show I think there was positives definitely between those two yet last night um, once you've got those relationships then it becomes just natural those understandings so whoever your wide players are, getting those balls into the box, they know exactly where those players are going to be. That if we're mm. switching it every week or we're forced to rotate strikers every week, it becomes a thing of just put it in an area and hope they're there. So talking of positives, what one particular positive would you take from the Hampton and Richmond game? We created chances. Create chances, Max. Yeah, we had a lot of ball second half. We could we controlled the game. We had a lot of ball. So I think it's just, you know, taking that, turning back our chances, and turning the chances, then into goals. And Adam? I think creating chances and not taking them is a, is a lot better than not creating chances at all. Um we've sort of seen two games in three days where we're sort of, well, if you split it down into four halves of football, uh, the two halves at Hampton and the first half at Bath, chances galore. Mm. Um, we just have to get sharper. We have to be able to be a bit more clinical when we are on top. But the Hampton and Richmond game, I, I, was, I was okay with the way we played. Like it wasn't, 
didn't look like a team that was going to struggle in the league at all uh, against full-time opposition. It's uh, just at the top end of the pitch, just in the clinical way where you sort of earn your money. Um, we'll get better. We'll get better. We'll, we'll chances are full. You want to know the one thing that I really liked when I was watching it? Go on. The cross field pings to James. Oh, oh, there was like four or five of them there with an absolute inch perfect precision crosses. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. I wish I could right do in our, that. Right in our eye line as well. Yeah, so a little bit on that, a little bit on that. The week before the Hampton game, or the two weeks before the Hampton game, obviously we played Dover, didn't play again till Hampton. Jordan and I were tasked with analysing the crosses, not just of Taunton, but in the entire league. Um, and it showed that we were one of the most dangerous team from crosses. Um so then that's obviously been put into practice by, right, let's actually play like this. Let's, let's, let's see how good we are at attacking crosses, how good Hampton are at defending crosses, and can that be somewhere where we can win the game? And that won't just be the Hampton game, that will be potentially going forward. And I think that to see the team gear up like that, that is the, the one game that sticks in my head that we have clearly gone out get the ball wide, work the ball wide, get the ball in the box. 31 crosses is deliberate. We've not just made that up as we've gone along. 31 crosses is a deliberate action. We're going to get the ball in the wide area. We're going to find Ollie Chamberlain. We're going to find Jay Falston. And we're going to put the ball across the box. Now we're creating those chances. We can work on the next phase, which is finishing those chances. We're building the attack, we create the attack, and then we finish the attack. And that is that finishing the attack we need to get to. And we will get there. We just... Uh, we need to get there quick. <laughs> Not even that, but if you're going through that process, you can't fall asleep in the first minute and concede. Because that just no, you got to be. Game, yeah, though. you you got you got to be switched on from <laughs> before that whistle goes to after that whistle finishes. On another day against Hampton, we've carried that game and we've got three points. On another day, on another day, it could have been like four or five nil just in the first half. To Taunton. On another day, it could have been a boringest nil-nil you've ever seen. Exactly. <laughs> it's all, you know, what, what turns up a day, it's... So, yeah, you see one nil, and it's easy to go, well, you lost. But actually, in 90 minutes, we well, 89 minutes, we were a better team. Credit okay. to Hampton, though, because they... They, they scored the goal. Hell on that. They scored the goal. They sat in. They put in a really good away performance there at a good, good team. Like our home record, our home form this year is amongst the best in the league. They have turned up there with a game plan. They've scored early and they have dug in. They have defended really well because they've had to. They've had to defend well. And you can't follow their defending either. No, some some days it, you're playing against good class. teams every week. Sometimes you just fall on the wrong side of the result. That was not. It's not panic stations at all after that game. Absolutely fuming with their goalkeeper. Time wasting. Why? Oh yeah, he's like thirty he's, seconds. Yeah, but he, he did he did his job. <laughs> yeah, but you want you want Labakum to do the exact same for us, wouldn't you? Yeah, but if it's, it's the inconsistencies with the ref, which we'll get on to later. But if he's taking thirty seconds for a goal kick and the refs had to tell him four or five times to get on with it, and then doesn't the book him moment. until the ninetieth minute after telling him off for four or five times. You want to see him get booked. You don't want to see him time-wasting, even if it was the other way around. 
I wouldn't want my goalkeeper booked for time wasted and then potentially give away a penalty and get sent off in the last minute. Don't time waste it because it really winds me up. And it really winds me up the ref don't book him for time wasting as well. It doesn't matter what minute it's in. If he's taken longer than 10, 20 seconds to take the goal kick. Question for you. Is, is time wasting and game management the same thing? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I was about to say. But the ref needs to crack down on it. It's been this whole thing with time wasting and adding minutes on in the end of the half. But if they're going to time waste, you're going to get booked. But if the ref's not going to book it, what's the point of adding the time on at the end as well? So your problem's with the referee rather than the goalkeeper, right? He, the goalkeeper wound me up. I mean, he did his job, which fair play to him. But he's not being, he's not been held accountable by the referee. No, it's the referee's fault, but the goalkeeper wound me up by doing it. <laughs> yeah, fair. fair. And he did his little jump every time he did a goal kick. He'd yeah, he did. run, smack the ball, and then did a little hop, skip and a jump. It was quite funny, though. Yeah. So if you're the goalkeeper and you know you're getting away with it, you're going to carry on doing it, aren't you? Oh, absolutely, but it just frustrates you know, Extra 30 seconds here, extra 30 seconds there. That's um, goalkeeper did I think, his job. I think once he realises that it's starting to get to people, I think that encourages him to do it more because then all of a sudden we then we're not we're not players as well management team we're not then solely focused on what's the best route back into the game because we're distracted by his antics. It's a very deliberate ploy and um, one that worked on the day. The thing and that, we're talking about on the podcast. Yeah, the thing yeah, that yeah, yeah. really annoyed me is one of our coaches got booked for having a go at the lino for saying yeah. he's time wasting after the ref has told him off for time wasting. But didn't book the play for time wasting, but booked the coach for having a moan. Yeah, I can see why that's frustrating. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that all? Should, any more about Hampton, or should we move on? I haven't got anything more to say on it. No. Should we move on to last night then? Do we have to? Uh, yeah, we kind of do. We've got to talk about it. If we're going to talk about referees and linesmen. <laughs> Like I let's, said, I've just had a little mini rant about the referee. Let's go for a bigger one now. Oh. So we'll start off with first half. First 10 minutes of the game against Bath. You'd have thought we were going to win quite comfortably, wouldn't you? We look sharp. We look very sharp. Um, and going back to relationships and those two up top, you could see they knew where each other were in that first half. You could see they weren't just doing things for the sake of doing it. They knew if the ball was hung up to Jarvis, he knew where Sterney was. If it was hung up to Sterney, he knew where Jarvis was. Or they could both hold it up for other teammates then to enter the game. We've got more players in the box, more players in their half. We look sharp, but very sharp. That start comes from the, obviously the defeat after Hampton. Like It was yeah. so important that we started the game in the right manner um, and then to come out create those chances that we did like you just said there John we were all sat at the box last night thinking like one of these needs to go we need to score while we're on top I remember talking to you at, at half time and I was like I, ho- I really hope that we've not sort of used up our quota of good chances there and that doesn't come back to bite us in the in the behind but the first half first half an hour is amongst 
the best football I I think we've played all season, considering where we were, considering the team that we were against, considering the result on Saturday. There's a lot of variables going into that performance that we're in control of. You wouldn't have thought that Taunton did as well as they did in the first half. If you listen to Jerry Gill's interview, he was like, oh, we were all over them. We were the better team for the whole game. I'm like, you weren't That's in it for the first comment. half. Yeah, it's an unfair comment. They, 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 they were dangerous. They had moments. They had the one that flashed across the goal. Um, but to say that they're all over us, we we can recount Zach Smith getting into the box and having a chance. Sterney hitting the post, Jarv hitting the post. They keep making at least two really decent saves. We we had we had a handful of chances again. Like it, it will come back to if you don't score goals, you are going to find it really really difficult to win football matches. But up to now, we 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 had. We had been scoring goals up to up to the the Hampton game. I know we had the game at Haven't that was a bit of a ball draw, but we just need to get through a difficult patch and and come out the right side. Chelmsford away Saturday is a it's a big game. Okay. So if we go into the second half of last night, would you say there was three major incidents that changed the complexion of the game? That second half was a completely different game in general. I don't think we come out of the blocks at all. Um, I don't, I don't know. Had maybe you're right there in terms of we used up all our chances because I can't really remember us creating anything else. Because we had I mean, the, the first goal was a slip by Evans. So if that yeah. hadn't happened, it would still be nil nil. Well, we now had... rewind because. I was going to say the way it comes from it comes from before that slip. Yeah, it comes from before that slip. It looked like it was that slip just before he shot. No, so Cam Cam's defending in a in a scenario there where he's one v one and he's he's backing towards his his own goal, not a position that any defender really wants to be in. He's lost his footing, and then the guy's finished it. But the the breakdown before that is that we give the ball away in the middle of the park whilst we're seemingly in quite safe possession. And the reason that Cam is defending 1v1 is because the wing back, the midfielder on his side have pushed up the pitch because we have the ball. Uh, and then, yeah, it turns over quickly and Cam is left 1v1. Does he engage? Does he not engage? He's backtrack. He's backtrack. And then just to change of direction, it's hammering down with rain. It can happen, can it? It's a bit of a defender's nightmare. And he's it, it, credit to the guys. I, I I can't remember who scored the first goal, but he's, he has finished it well. It's, it, yeah, it looks like it's gone straight into the side net and where we were. Goals change games, don't they? Sounds cliche, but that was seemingly their first or second chance and it's gone over the lines in the net. And then offside goals also change games. Seemingly. Seemingly. Yeah. they. It, With it still being 1-0 and yeah. Cross comes in that evades everyone and goes in. Only for the lino, who seems to be the only person to have thought it was offside, to flag offside and tells the ref to disallow the goal. It's now, a strange one. You have it's a seen, strange one. You've seen the goal back, haven't you? Yeah, I've watched it today, yeah. Would you say he was offside? Or could you not really tell? I'm trying to not look at it through rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> so... Before looking at the video today, you you develop an instinct. Everybody's got a football instinct where they can just tell yeah. is someone offside or not. That ball has gone into the net. 
And at first glance, there doesn't look to be anything wrong with it. I, I don't see any Bath players putting their hands up saying he's offside. The referee has then had to seek clarification from the referee, uh, from the assistant referee, as to why he's put his flag up. So even the flag's gone up, and the, even the referee doesn't think it's offside, or is he seen a push? Has he seen something? Because it's it's not clear. He's had a conversation for thirty seconds there. You think they're two knowledgeable guys? They know the laws of the game and everything. To have that much, not indecision, but doubt over a decision. Um, I think it's a strange one for the liner to give. Looking at, looking at the video today, at first glance, I thought he's given it because Dave Sims Burgess in the eye line of the keeper. Looking at the video today, I don't know. it's a tough one. They they go for a ball. You're looking through legs. Is he offside? He's got to be a hundred percent confident that Dave Sims Burgess is offside. There, that is one that is. It's a horrible decision to be on the end of. And it's a decision that has sucked the life out of the team, really. Um, that, that would have made it one all and would have been a completely different game if that had stayed a goal. Yeah, I think I think at one all with 15 minutes left, we, we would have potentially then had the opportunity to stick or twist. And I think in that moment, Bath, maybe they... They have the same opportunity. Are they going to stick or twist? Would we just play out a draw? Would 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 one team try and push for it? Would would there just be chaos? Would it just be end to end for fifteen minutes? That would have been a much much better game than one we actually had. <laughs> yeah. Um, not- I just I I think that that assistant referee must have been a hundred percent sure that Dave Sims Burgess was offside because even looking at the video today, looking at it, but oh, granted we're not at the same perspective. He's He's looking directly across the line, but I mean, Jesus, man! Yeah, it was. Uh... I, everyone, sorry, John. Everyone in the ground knew that wasn't offside. We had bad fans behind us when I was getting the camera down after the game. When the linesman and the referees walking off saying "Thank you, referee," they knew it wasn't offside. Everyone around that ground knew it wasn't offside. The referee knew it wasn't offside. That's why they're talking for so long. They knew that goal was not offside. Sims is not even in the keeper's eye line. Doesn't bother him at all. From so the I, I looked at this today. Sorry, Jordan, to cut in front of you there. When the ball is played, Dave Sims Burgess is nowhere near the keeper. As obviously the ball is <laughs> drifting in, he then moves in front of the keeper to try and flick it on. Doesn't doesn't get doesn't get a touch, or doesn't look like he gets a touch at least. But at that point, then he is interfering with the keeper. So he must be offside in the ref in the assistant referee's mind. He must be offside from the original uh, phase where the ball is played in the box, yeah. which I'm looking at a still image now as we are talking. And <laughs> like, I, I I wish we could see this. <laughs> I'd love to post this on Twitter. <laughs> um, it's it's so, so Max is shaking his head furiously. No it, it is <laughs> so so tight. So tight. Um, I mean, I, I would imagine highlights will get posted onto YouTube. So we might have people pausing it on their phone, pausing it on their TV, and getting the makeshift VAR lines out. But but I mean, it's it's. Yeah. I look at this here, and it, it's like a frame just after Jay Falston's kicked the ball. So if anything, Dave Sims Burgess is is further forward now than when the ball is played. If that makes sense. And I'm looking at this now, a second ahead, half a second ahead. 
to me, is he offside? I'm I'm not sure. Um, it's it's uh, <clears throat> it's really really tight. You can't see that, can you? Can't really see, yeah. uh, Holding your phone up, but your phone's going blurry, so we can't see it anyway. So, <laughs> well, obviously, no. I've seen that today. I do send that to me. Yeah, and the same. I say the same thing. That's a couple seconds after the ball's played. Yeah. So. Dave Simsburgis is moving there to try and get contact. So when that ball's played, he's not off. Unless the linesman is seeing something that we've not seen and he thought spot on, because we've had that this season. Um, we have had that this season, that's that very season. true. <laughs> Unless he's seeing something we're not seeing, I don't know why he's ruled that out. And I'm pretty sure the uh, yeah, it's, that's, it's, that's it's, so diffi- it's so difficult to say because we haven't got that same point of view as the Lions and Scott. And, you know, when, when you've got to make that split-second decision, you've got to go with what you think's right. And if the Lions made that decision, then he's, he's got to be confident on it. Yeah. He's, it's, but, it's, you've, yeah. Got to, you've got to make that split-second decision. Yeah. It's, it's one of those... It's so, it's so just easy to look at stills and look at the video afterwards. And I think he's panicked. You know, Linesman don't have the option of that. So when we no. look at it now, it's so easy to say, "Oh, yeah, look, he looks miles on miles on here." But we're talking split second in the game. He's in the zone. He's he's got to trust his instincts. And if his instinct is there's something that's making that goal against the rules, then he's he's got to go with it. Because Cheers, Max. I'm annoyed again now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It, it's nah, you've, you've it, it's such a difficult job. Yeah, no, I get it. You have and up, is, and it, it's so easy to go. Yeah, Lawrence was cost us the game there, but let's nah. be honest, he's, he's, he's not as he. He's not. You know, he's made one game, decision that's no. that's ruled a goal out, but every day it's on the, the game. It's not it's on the boys to pick yourselves back up after that. The you know, has not run down the left and scored goal of the season from left back, has he? <laughs> the problem, the problem we'll that get caused, to that. The problem he's caused is that is a vital part of the game. Like Absolutely. Adam was saying earlier, there's 15 minutes left. Maybe not even that, maybe a little bit more. Um, we've made all our changes. We score that. We're probably on top then for the next 5-10. Whether we create another chance to win it, whether they go at the end and win it even still after that. Who knows? But it, it's a game changer, and they've gone up the end after that. What five minutes later? That's the worst thing to take, I think. In it, after that incident, we are three 0 down. They've scored two goals in the next seven minutes, eight minutes after that incident. That's the that's the bitter, bitter pill to swallow there because, yes, yeah, it's, it's gone against us. But like Max says, like. That linesman, that referee—they've not scored the goals against us. We've just, yeah, we've 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 put ourselves in that situation where we've come off the pitch, and that was my big thing getting in the car last night. I was like, I'm not blaming officials for us losing that game because they've not scored against us. We've we've put ourselves in a position there where we've let in three goals. If, if you've only lost one nil, then you can kind of go maybe, yeah. but we, yeah. we've not lost one nil. It wasn't okay. a that wasn't a case of if that had stayed, we would have got a point. That's not the case at all. We've we've lost three 0 Yeah. Two two more goals went in after that decision. 
So that's on us, really, isn't it? Should we talk about? I'm sure that's not a popular opinion. Very, very wise in your tender age, Max. Very (laughs) wise. I've had enough on social media of having a go at officials and it backfiring. Put a tweet out. Max Fournier is not a bad guy. Contrary to popular belief, he is. Contrary to belief (laughs) of everyone else. Go on, John. Talk about that second goal. Yeah. It... You know what? That's the one I can't remember because that third one, I was right behind it. Yeah, that the... was a beauty. The second one was the free kick, which yeah. straight at Lavacum. And from my Rebound. perspective, he must have like had like wet gloves and didn't get grip on it because it seemed like he just got it and it just fell out of his hand straight to the attacker who just went, thanks very much, and popped it in. This is what you you can, you definitely can. I think you can, yeah. He's definitely can. It's such an outlandish mistake, though. So, would you call that a mistake or would you just call that an accident? No, I'll go go with this one, yeah. So, my view because I was down on the bench, so my view was that I might be wrong, not a goalkeeper, but. (laughs) Felt like he was too close to um, the free kick side, if that makes sense. So he's very central in the goal. Yeah, yeah, which then means he has to work to stop the shot. Whereas if he's standing in a more natural position for a free kick, it's probably right at him, and he can just he can just hold it. Instead, he's actually got to work him for the shot. It is wet. There was a few of them yesterday. He parried it out. And it's tapped in, and I think those first two goals are two errors. I think the goal ruled out is an error, and it makes up for the game. Then, if you don't take your chances, that's always a possibility that that happens. But that's why I, I, I think that's my take. I, I think if Dan Lavacan was here now, he would he would probably admit that he could have done better with that one. Yeah. It's probably like it's slippery. The ball might have had a bit of movement on it, but he has got us out of trouble so many times oh, this, this season. He's got us in out of trouble more times than he's put us in it. So we'll give what's him that the, one. What's My the game where he's tipped the ball onto the crossbar. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, he, he's basically got a highlight reel, I think, in like oh, 14 games. He's He's been That's phenomenal. Amazing. I sang his praises last week on a podcast, um, yeah. half expecting him to listen to it and bring it up oh, to me oh, in a game, yeah. but <laughs> we're still going. I'm going to listen to you. It's the, no, thanks, mate. No one it's does. The, um, the guy that scored for Bath. Oh, Wilson. Wilson. It just looks like a tapping because essentially that's what it is. But why is it only him? In oh, that maybe. area, tapping the ball in. Like, if you look so, at the video, look at the video. But why? Why are none of our defenders trying to just drop back into an area? They might still not have got it. Do you know what I mean? But like, recover, unsettle him, make him uncomfortable. You might get there first. So when or if Dan does make a mistake, he's there bailing people out of trouble. Sometimes I know this. If you make a mistake in that end of the pitch, ninety nine percent of the time it's going in the net. But yeah, it's just. He's, he's, he's scored a tapping header from three yards out. Could could we have done a better job at following it in? So, saying so. that, he's, he had a couple that game and we did follow him in and it was always Grimesy, I think. Always Grimesy in the right place and he's missed a few. 
missed one in the first half, I remember. But I put in my report, he does it a lot. He always seems to be in the right place. That's why he's got so many goals this year. And that's 10 mm-hmm. now this season. He's always in the right place and he makes those runs. You can't He sniffs them, doesn't he? He's, he just sniffs out the goals. He just. Natural poacher. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a very good player. What we need. He's a very good player. I, I said it about Hampton. We fell asleep and we've done it again there. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a there's a few mistakes in that goal. Um, yeah, I think it, it it's just one of those that happens. Do you know what I mean? It just it's gone in, but yeah, um, that was that was the real nail in the coffin, wasn't it? After what yeah. just happened two or three minutes before, that goes in, the crowd are up, everyone's sort of like, right, there's ten minutes left, we're two nil down. It's sort of like I think you said it on comms, John and Rich. I think it was just like right. That's probably that now, isn't it? And then a minute later, oh, God, what, what a goal! What a world! What a goal! Eh? What a goal. If, 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 if hit one that sweet in his life again, if that was the only goal to win the game, wouldn't be upset. Wouldn't be mad. I'd be disappointed. <laughs> no, it is... But that it was, it's not just the finish, but it's the play for it as well. The the build up. It's just like quick pass across field, then bash done. It was like it's it's actually simple. Yeah, the the build up is actually very similar to the first goal. Obviously, the finish is in a league of its own. Yeah, but the the build up is comes from a loose pass, quick transition in, in turnover, and then a pretty much an inch perfect through ball into Greenslade, isn't it? The the left back, left back, yeah, yeah, in into his path where he. He's under pressure as well. It's not just hit it like just on the run and smooth. He's he's got Chambo literally next to him, jockeying him all the way. And my God, what what a hit! What a connection in off the post! Like just visually, what a goal that is! But it just where Lavo couldn't actually get a hand to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only yeah, real that's... place that he couldn't get to it, and he, where it ended up. When insane bits of quality like that happen, you sort of a bit like, that's what can like... you do there? Yeah. It was nuts. Uh, I was like I said before, right behind it, Island View, and it goes about five yards outside of the post before it comes yeah. back in. Yeah. Oh you inside of his left foot as well. Out swings. Just when just... them if if we use the highlights off of our camera last night, I've I've watched a game back oh. today and, and it's just <laughs> but yeah. You'd say if that was on match of the day, you'd have Alan Shearer and Micah Rayleigh yeah. or whoever, like just giving it praise after praise. Oh, it. It'll probably win goal of the month competition. From a left back as well. From yeah. a left back as well. From a left back. Even if, even if a winger or a striker hit that, you'd be amazed. But from a left back... There's no bloke who you know typically doesn't get a lot of shooting positions really on the pitch. Oh, typically. Yeah, so that's class. It was class. Um shall we go to something hopefully a bit more optimistic? Um, yes, yeah, please. Can I just uh, oh, please can I leave this one? Because Adam will kill us if we don't mention it. The <laughs> best thing about the game yesterday. I know what you're going to say, George, and I'm just going to say, before you get into it, I've not paid you to say this. There's, <laughs> no, paid him, but there are heavy there's, 
no financial transaction has taken place prior to this podcast being recorded. Jordan, take the floor. Just frets instead. <laughs> so the keepers are warming up. Dan's clipping long balls. I've got my back to him. Everyone's shouting heads, heads. I've ducked. Adam was pulled out the most Zinedine Zidane-esque touch oh, baby. you'll ever see. And a lot of people saw it. I was sat with John and Rich in the press box and we all looked at it and went, <laughs> no way. I, 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 I had no clue you had that in your locker, boy. As soon, oh, as, as, soon as that happened, I got my phone out, messaged <laughs> Adam saying, bet you can't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was yeah. incredible. So after after I've brought the ball down, I've locked eyes with Steve Phillips and his jaw is just on the floor. And he was like, <laughs> someone that looks like you should not be able to do that. <laughs> I saw even yeah. Callum Dolman was... He's, he's he, run he, over. He he's, he's lost his place. I love, I love, I love Godolman so much. He's he's ran, he's ran over and he's he's giving me a high five and he, yeah, it was it was that was highlight of my night. Yeah, I mean that was something to watch and I, if you got that on footage, that would be on the highlight reel as well, wouldn't it? First thing I asked Jordan is that ca- is that yeah. camera recorded? And when he said no, Sadly I just not. felt my heart break. But <laughs> never mind. It's, it's in the memory. It's in the memory. It's in the memory. There was witnesses as well. True story. There was. Right. Shall oh, we move? Move forward to the weekend. Go on, John. Yes, please. Chelmsford away. What's everyone's expectations? Three points, mate. Must... Three points. That's yeah, a good too one. Too much to say must win. Would you say it's a must win when we're like fourth in the table and doing if all we right? go, If we go three on the bounce, losing, that's an, it, it's, it, it's a real rub. It's, it's not panic stations, but it's like... Yeah, it's less obviously. You know, I, I'm gonna say it's not good, but like, yeah, obviously, for losing from us is not good, but like, it's not good. No, let's let's be real. We are massively overachieving here. Before uh, before we carry on, absolutely, where we are at the minute, we are massively overachieving, and it's credit to everyone involved, but uh, especially uh, um, Rob Connor, those players. We are massively overachieving, but. We cannot lose three in a row because we this November December period now even January is going to be a real real long one and we're starting it with three defeats in a row. But with it being position to be in, with it being like quick turnover of games in November, we said like what seven eight games. Including cup competitions, yeah, it does give you the opportunity to, if you do lose three in a row, you can then very quickly rectify that and potentially oh, three wins in a row. You get back yeah, on the horse, can't you? Yeah, it's not, it's not like we're then going. We've lost three. We've now got two weeks off for yeah. everyone to mull over it. Yeah, it's going to be Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah. Saturday. yeah. You haven't got time to dwell on it, which would be the perfect thing. If we were to lose on Saturday and have three losses in a row, we don't have the time to dwell on that because we've got to focus on the eight games coming up for the next month. (laughs) So if you put it at the back of the mind, which is the better thing to do than sit there and go, oh, we've lost. I'm going to feel sad about it. Yeah, I I agree. I think 
I think when when games come thick and fast, you have the opportunity to potentially right some wrongs. Um, and if you can string a couple of wins together, then you're flying. Like Jordan said, November, December, that Christmas period as well. There's a lot of big games, but there's just a, just a large number of games. And it's important to carry some into into games in quick succession like that. I don't necessarily agree with Saturday's must win. Um, yeah. So you want to win every game. Saturday is must perform. Must score. Yeah. So the 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 alarming thing for me, if you, if you, if you lose three in a row, it's obviously alarming. Um, but the game at Hampton, as we said earlier, is if there's such a thing as a good loss, which I don't like that phrase because there I know there isn't, but the manner in which you get beat counts, I think. And the manner of which we got defeated, uh, beat last night was very different to the manner we lost the game at home. So we need to go to Chelmsford with a bit of a point to prove, a bit of a, a bit of a Reaction. injured animal. Yeah, a bit of an injured animal is a dangerous animal type type of attitude. We need to go there and and um, take any frustration that we've got, take that out on on Chelmsford by putting in a good performance and and playing football that just gets us over the line somehow gives us a positive performance, a positive result. If that's a scrappy 1-0 win, give it to me right now. Take it. What I would say <laughs> is from both of those last two games, we we spoke about it anyway. We didn't perform bad against Hampton. And that first half, especially against Bath, we didn't perform too badly either. We can perform to that sort of level against Chelmsford. I think we'll be all right. Um, I think it's belief now. I think we need to go into that game believing. Actually, like you said earlier, it's a big turnover of games. Yeah, we can get just go into that sort of put that behind us and go. Do you know what? Let's pick out those sorts of positives and keep trying to put that into performances and let's see see how we get on. A lot of our a lot of our performances recently have been in spells in segments, yes. where the challenge now will be to do it consistently over a ninety minutes, or to at least the majority of a game where you can build yourself a platform. And I think I think what we've done over the course of the season is that we've built ourselves a platform, a really good foundation that, when the inevitable dips do happen throughout the season, because every team will suffer dips, when they do happen. You need to be in a place where you can recover from it. We're in a very fortunate position. We're on what, 23 points, six points off the top, something like that. 23 um, points off top. Yeah. So if you zoom out a little bit and look at it from a long standing view and think, take the last two games out of perspective, or last however many games you want, and think, right, 14 games in a season, we'll give you 23 points. Do you want that right now? Yes or no? Everybody connected with the club would say yes, exactly. So over the next 14 game period, if we can accumulate 23 points again, that might include two or three losses. Those those nearly games need to transform into wins. Those draws need to go to wins. Those losses need to go to draws. And it's just about building, putting it together throughout the season. Um, Yeah, I I don't agree that Saturday is, is must win. It's just... We need to not lose perspective of where we are and what we're doing. Don't get too low when you lose. 
Don't get too high when you win. Just control out delete every single time. Reset. Go again. Having a look at the league table. Yeah. Chelmsford are in tenth, and their form for the last five. Yeah. Games. I looked at this last night. One one, drawn two, lost yeah. two. Thornton's form. Where? Wait, wait. Before we come on to that, where does that put them in the form table? I haven't got. Can you that. see that. I, so, I, just, I just got the league table set up, and that's what their form is. But they just, are mid table, I believe. Saying the Taunton's form is 1 1, drawn 2, lost 2 for the last five. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Yeah, 1 1, drawn 2, lost 2 in the last five. Yeah, so form table, Chelmsford are 14th. And I, I, not necessarily results driven either. Like they've They've scored seven in those five games, and they've let in seven. Uh, they've got the same amount of points as us. We're 19th in the form table, scored four, conceded seven. That, that's the worrying thing for me there, is that where are the goals coming from at the moment? And that's not just a striker thing. Like There needs to be other people that chip in as well. We had at the start of the season where, where Nick Grimes was, was developing a bit of a scoring habit and just come out of nowhere and everyone was loving it. Um, someone else needs to fill that void now and someone else needs to get hot and someone else needs to chip in and, and whatever. But it um it it will get better. <laughs> we've had we've had two dodgy results, three maybe in a row, whatever. Um, out of fourteen, like come on, doing well, doing very well. What would your score prediction be for the weekend then? Um, oh, on the spot because I will admit I've not really looked at Chelmsford a lot at the moment to be able to. They did draw over three all on Monday night. On Monday night, yeah. Um, they scored late as well in that game to get the draw, didn't they? No, I don't. Let's know. go. I'll ask them. Yeah, they, they scored late. I will stick my neck on the line right now and say two ones all to win. Two one. Dogged, dogged performance. Rob Dre fires the boys up away <laughs> from home. The bus journey's great. I hope so. Sunshine. Why I like Avery. Yeah, mate. The sun, out, rainbows, unicorns, you name it. We're living in Podcast positive land. Podcast on, yeah. <laughs> football, t- football tic-tac-toe. Uh, Jordan, school prediction? I'm, I'm going to go positive. I'm going to go 1-0. Um, Thornton, when and you. I reckon we'll, we'll see... More glimpses of those, um, that level of performance. So it, it, it will still probably be in glimpses. I'm not expecting anything to be perfect, but I think you'll start to see those things develop that we saw against Hampton. We'll start to see those crosses creating more more chances, put in the right areas, and I think one of them will be finished. I think we'll win one now. Max, I'm going a bit. Bit more positive. Here we go. I think Six we'll see a really good reaction. <laughs> Seven nil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'll see a uh, three two. Oh, oh, buy your tickets here. Here we go. What, what we'll see is we will see a very positive reaction going forwards. My wonder oh, is if we see a really positive reaction going forwards, might it counteract itself and we might let in a couple? But we do end up going going three two. Yeah, that's that's my only sort of wonder is if if we are focusing on 
be going forwards and we're getting chances and scoring goals, will that create a different problem? I'd actually be really happy with that. To be obviously, like I, winning, I'd take but, that every day of the week. But like conceding two goals and dealing with that adversity and then still coming out on top of it, that would be like that. Would, would I, so would I throw one nil to three two? Absolutely. Of course, I would. I'd rather I a two. I think right now I'd, I'd rather a clean sheet. Three two. I'd rather uh, a clean sheet. Yeah, okay, yeah. good I'd, point. I'd always a clean sheet. Rather the excitement of like a 90th minute winner. Oh, a one nil when you scored in the forty third. St. Oh, Albans. St. Albans. St. Albans. Yeah. yeah I'd much rather that. I'm, I'm, see, I want to be positive, but I'm thinking it's going to be a one all. Yeah, I was going to say one Oh, there's always one in there. Well, and then when we draw, we have to beat them at the 100 meter race around the race track. So that's a tiebreaker. I'll let you do that one because I don't get this physique. Nah, mate, I, mate <laughs> I'll, my athleticism has peaked this week by doing that first touch. I'm, yeah, I'm he's done. had all his exercises. Yeah, yeah, I've, done done I've done my annual sit up today as well. Oh, getting out of bed. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm struggling. <laughs> right, should we say that's done for the uh, Chelmsford talk? So if we go over yep. to questions. Now, we've got one from. Lee Derrick asking the best striker that's played for Taunton. I'm going to leave that one because Richard will have the answers for that. So he's next definitely week, more qualified. Yeah, he's more qualified. He'll answer that one next week. Right, we do have one from Sam Biscos. Biscos, sorry if I'm getting that wrong. Best and worst away day you've had. Oh, Rich has asked if that's were Taunton or just in general. He wants. Taunton base, but as we've all kind of started this season, I can pretty much guarantee what it's going to be. The worst one's yeah. going to be Dover. The best one's yeah. going to be Tunbridge. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. going to tell you my worst one. Oh, Avely. Oh yeah, Avely was bad, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't go there. That's why Avely I was, was miserable because Max and Adam didn't go to Avely. That's why I'm I'm going with Dover. Uh, that's why Jordan hated it so much because we weren't there. Yeah, yeah. Just didn't have no nothing to do with a 4-1 defeat. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not a good game of football. Anyway, what a player. What a player. What a player. Yeah. But yeah, um, if I change it up to say now doesn't have to be Taunton related, your best or, and worst away game. Worst for me has got to be uh Exit City versus Plymouth Argyle. Sorry, Plymouth Argyle versus Exit City uh, last year. Why, what um, happened? Just got absolutely battered. Yeah. My worst one was when FA Cup, Yeovil Town away to Fleetwood, went all the way up there. It's a Friday night and it was absolutely hammering down with rain. Went 2-0 up. Jamie Vardy comes and absolutely ruins it, makes it to all, and we were just an absolute <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous performance from the Oval Town team. And yeah, it was not fun. That was one of the worst away games I've ever had. I'll teach you for watching the Oval away, mate. Yeah, no, I not <laughs> I've, I've, I've grown up since, as has Max, so he can't have a go. <laughs> Don't know what you mean, mate. Yeah. Jordan, your worst ever away game you've been to? 
trying to think. Whilst we're on the Yeovil, I've got an interesting one. I can't remember the exact team. I was in I was 13, 14, and I'm pretty sure Yeovil played Latvia. Yeovil did. What? Friendly. Yeah, Yeovil did is play that. Yeah. Friendly. Is that the Gary Johnson connection? That is the Gary Johnson connection. What a manager. Um, great for talking right now. I, I'm loving. I'm loving how good he is at talking right now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Can't remember the score, but that's what it like. Yeah, what, what an interesting one for me. Yeah, it was a weird game. Adam, worst away. Uh, game? Worst away trip for me was following Exeter in the Blue Square Premier, two thousand and eight, maybe. Uh, away to Gravesend. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever been to Gravesend, but it wasn't very nice. And their away stand completely uncovered. Uh, it absolutely poured down. Exit lost 4 0. And it was just, uh, this Muppet didn't take a change of clothes. I was drenched, sat in the bus on the way all the way over. It was just disgusting. Um, but it's those type of days that makes you fall in love with football because it's sort of, well, you, you, you sign up for that, really, don't you? Yeah. And then we flip it, go for best away games. Who wants to start with that one? Um, best away game doesn't really count as as an away game, I guess, because I, I was watching the home team, but I was away. Does that does that count? Well, I was on holiday. Okay, yeah. Or does or does it have to be my team? Well, no, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, that is an away game because you're away. Yeah, so the, the best ge- the best game for me that I've seen like away um, was uh, Botafogo play Sport Recife in Rio de Janeiro. Ooh. Oh, just the atmosphere. That's cheating. Uh, cheating, yeah, sorry. But the atmosphere <laughs> was there was like a full on like orchestra in this in the stadium. There was however many thousand people there watching. Botafogo won two nil. Um, Cla- uh, Clarence Seedorf was there. It's just it was class. Like it was just it was. You watch football as well, and just the technical ability of the players, um, just fantastic, fantastic place. Jordan, competing with that one. <laughs> um, You're after him. I'm going to wait for to put mine out. <laughs> Anyone is that my connection going funny? Uh, <laughs> just pulls the wire out. Um, oh, I'm gone. I'm going to go with a similar vibe to what Adam went with. Um, nothing to do with any of the teams I support, but. Went to watch Arsenal versus Sevilla at the start of last season in the Emirates Cup. And some of the football that Arsenal were playing was ridiculous. 5 0, I think the final score was. And Jesus' first home game for the club, mate. Football was a joke. Absolute joke. And I hate Sevilla, so it was great <laughs> to see them get battered. And we go to Max. No, best away day was probably Town versus Exeter City. Good, like three and a half hour drive. City won, last minute winner from Dean Moxie. Let's go. Stadium was awful. It is, it's, I don't know, don't know how that's a League Two standard of stadium. It's, it is awful. But, say that, most of your weight when is awful, especially just a cage. Um, but day was class. City played really well, and 
yeah, it was good. Good laugh. Went up with some mates. Good, good like three and a half hour drive. Just a good day all round. What about you, John? I've I've got uh, there's two. Yes, that I was following the oval. I have grown up. Then. Sorry, what was that? I couldn't hear. You. Then you went. You sounded like you said yeovil. Yeah, that's where John. Um, there was one where went to Exeter away. Stefan right. Stam scored an own goal in the first half. Jesus, that's a name. And then Ryan Mason, on loan from Spurs, scored an absolute worldie in like the 80th minute. The only reason I remember it, because the friends I was with, one of them was wearing a flip-flop, which ended up <laughs> on the pitch. We were celebrating so much, someone grabbed the flip-flop that fell off her and just launched it. And that's the only reason why I can remember what happened was the flip-flop flying over. And then there was Stevenage away. And it was so bad in quality of football that no one actually cared. It got to the point where we were just having a laugh, having a joke. And Omar Sawumni was our centre-back. Instead of trying to clear the ball away with his feet, because the ball was on the floor, he decided to try and head it away. So, of course, he's flopping like a fish and it goes out for a corner and I am crying with laughter because it's one of the funniest things I have ever seen on a football pitch. It doesn't sound funny when you explain it, but seeing a six-foot-four centre-back trying to clear it with his head, so funny. Yeah, it sounds like one of those that maybe we had to be there. It was definitely had to be there moment, but it was... Oh, I cried with laughter. Yeah, I bet. Next question. Harry Johnson wants to talk about the standard of officiating in... Gary Johnson, did you say? Harry. Harry. I was going to say... Gary Johnson. How do I get a win? How do I make fans like me? How am I still in the job? How do I stop the protests? What's Latvia like in the winter? Yeah, he wants to talk about the officiating in the non-league south. Oh jeez, how long have you got? Christ, um, I think that says it all, don't you? <laughs> I think yeah. I think we avoid that one to stop getting taken off air. Yeah, let's not carry on talking more about the referees. We've done that enough today, and we haven't even had a go at them. But we've spoken enough about them. In fairness, it's, it's a in, difficult job. Yeah, in fairness, yeah. we're talking about like two or three isolated incidents or, 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 on the main. Like, I I don't think it's been horrendous. Um, <laughs> You're always going to get bad decisions. You're always going to get decisions going against you. Like it's just it's part and parcel of it, especially at this level where there's no technology or anything else like that. You you are relying on one person's opinion in, like you said earlier, Max, in a split second. He's got decisions yeah. to make. Um, there's no point talking about it. I can confidently say it's better than VAR. <laughs> oh, that Liverpool Spurs game. Oh, love that, that. That was fun to watch. That was so, as someone who doesn't support a top six club. Love Move on, that. please, John. Move on. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, I was about to get in, mate. Harry Johnson also says, perhaps we sh- how far should we be aiming in the FA Trophy with that coming up? Well, you, no point being in it if you're not going to try and win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's, that's a competition a lot of clubs you can, you can go far in. I, when, Look at Bracknell last year. They went all when the way is to the, the fourth round. It's the, it's the first round's just been drawn of that, isn't it? I've seen it on Twitter. The first round has come out. So I assume we come in at the second round. My knowledge is is poor there, to be fair. FA Trophy. 
Yeah, looking at you, you three uh, all squinting, yeah, <laughs> frantically so googling it. Google. I'm uh, trying to think. The first uh, is it the first round is first round's out. Actually, being played this weekend. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the first one that pops up is Froomtown versus Cribs. That sounds like a hell of a game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to see when, if there's anything saying when the rounds are going to be. But yeah, well, I mean, while you're looking at that. We, I mean, it provides an opportunity for us to rotate the squad a little bit, give give people some some minutes. It provides us with an opportunity to do well in a cup competition. It provides us a yeah, sometimes necessary, sometimes unnecessary distraction from league football. And like Max said, there it allows you to create your own story a little bit. Like, how serious do you want to take it? Do you want to do you want to try and develop a a little bit of a cup run, which cup football, midweek cup football seems to be uh, seems to be quite quite good, and and we've we've had a bit of a dodgy taste of it at the FA Cup. So, considering we've exited that at an early stage, maybe we should uh, give the FA Trophy. Never know, could go well. Exactly, exactly. So if, day old, boys. if that's the if that's the carrot at the end of the uh, at the end of the line. Wembley oh, being the Wembley special. press box. Oh, oh man! I, honestly, oh. I would kill for that. That sounds amazing. I could kill a man to do that. That is li- that is literally that is peak. Yeah, so Wembley I'm, podcast uh, special. Podcast from special there. live from Wembley. Live stream at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Having a look, uh, the second round proper, which is the one that will come in, is yeah. on the eighteenth of November. Which is a Saturday, which oh. which is a free week for us because that's why it's no feature. Scheduled, on it. yeah, scheduled for that. Scheduled. Week. It doesn't say when the draw will be, so I'm assuming there's probably going to be some point next week. Yeah, that. So the 18th that falls in between Truro and Torquay. Uh, I've got the fixtures loaded up on my phone. Oh, yeah, no Truro. Truro is on the 14th. Yeah, away, and Torquay at home. Torquay at home on the following Tuesday. Yeah, so, so we, yeah, so it's another game in November as well. So I think that's is that eight eight games in November. Yeah, so we've no, got nine. Farnborough, eight, no. eight, eight. Yeah. Farnborough. It's supposed to have Western season there, but that's now the summer. That's season December. Week. Yeah, so we'll play Street that week now. Yeah, so Farnborough Street, Hemel Hempstead, Truro, FA Trophy, Torquay, Worthing. All in one month, seven games. What if we, what if we beat Street when the next round of that? That would just get be December, wouldn't it? It's one a month, I think. Yeah, I think it's one a month. I think cup football uh, is exciting. A lot of fans can get behind it. Provides sometimes a necessary distraction, I think. Like we said, and if if the if the carrot at the end of end of the line is a trip to Wembley, <laughs> however yeah, far that however far that seems off, but. It just, uh, yeah, if you can have a good away day out of that, visit some nice stadiums, play some good football, potentially produce like a giant killing. I think that's, uh, the Wembley dream's obviously fantastic, but like a more realistic option is probably a giant killing. Like obviously last year in the FA Cup going to MK Dons didn't, wasn't a giant killing, but just experiencing that. And I still look at the vi- the videos of that and I'm like, See all the fans, the 800, 900 fans in the, in the stadium after the game. Like, it's not every day you see your hometown 
team or your your local team, your non-league team playing in a however many thousand seat stadium. So but to be fair, you have a showcase can... event. <laughs> That's all the questions that has been asked on socials. Anyone got anything they want to ask on here? Yes. Oh, here we go. You're a five-a-side football manager. Oh. You can only pick Taunton players. Who do you pick? Current Taunton players? Yeah. I know where he's got this from. I've I've literally pulled it out of my head right now. So wherever (laughs) I've got it from is ideal. I was thinking, speaking to Guesty on the weekend. Talking about oh yeah, he he'd have a yeah. So we just side note, we were asking the boys pick a five side team of the players they've played with, and Lloyd James's five side team would would probably win the Champions League. He's <laughs> incredible. Anyway, okay, Taunton Town five side team. John, off you go. Let me have a think. Go to someone else. <laughs> Max, coming to you. Okay, right. Well. So, why are we playing keepers? Or are we playing? You're the gaffer, mate. You tell me. All right, okay. So, assuming we're playing with keepers, obviously, yeah. Dan Abigan. But that's pretty standard, I would think. I can hear Lord Irish's heartbreaking in my head. For... Yeah, it's got to be Lloyd, isn't it? What about Steve Phillips? How's he feel? <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Dan Abigan. And I'm playing back two. Oh, of Cam and Cam and Jay. Okay, right. Cam and Jay back two. Interesting. And I'm playing sing, single midfielder. Lee Lucas. I really like him. Of everything, every game I've seen him play, I've not seen him have a bad game yet. Lee, in my opinion, obviously, like Alan's point of view, you two will say, "Yes, yeah, this here, this better." I've not seen him so far. He is so good on the ball. He looks silky all the time. I love him. Don't have to to justify it to us. He's a good player. Two up front. Roster and uh, Dylan Morgan. I mean, pure flair, pure pace. Like it. Have you not just said At the back, back, right, Cam's a bit more of that that pivot. Yeah, you... you almost play Jay in midfield. We are going to disqualify you because that is <laughs> six players. Six players, mate. Is it? Oh, in that case, get rid of a goalkeeper. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're playing rush keepers. Uh, yeah, so, rush um, keepers. <laughs> Jay and Cam are back. Stick the from Cam. Uh, leading midfield and two up front. Love it. Go on, Jordan. This is, where, this is where we see Jordan Barrow as the head cheerleader of the Callum Dolman fan Ooh. club. Mate, we'll get on to that one. <laughs> with a, a one three one shape, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Taunton fashion wing backs. Yeah, I love that. I'm gonna go Granzi as my my base. Yeah, skipper. Go midfield, central. I start central. Just you go no keeper as well. Yeah, no keeper. No keeper. Okay, this is the this theme. Man in, not... This man in John just so coming to you. Everything. No keepers. You expand it six aside, so you got a keeper of Darren Abercrombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this this man, I believe he he could win Ballon d'Or. This is it, isn't it? This is where this is where you. Here's where he mentions Rami Tabu. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen. Just say it louder for people in the back, George. Callum Dolman. It might be... He's my favourite player. He's my favourite player. He's, he's sitting in the middle, breaking things up, playing it off simply, going J left, uh, on a Chamberlain right, and up top, this is where I have trouble with. But I tell you, you would be sharp in a five-a-side. A Van der Grubb. Oh, that is a curveball. Pace. Young, young, quick. What are you going to say, Elliot? Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it was there. It was there. Oh, hey, he's gone now. <laughs> no, it's good. The grub in five aside. Dangerous. Go on, John. I'm just going to just mix it up completely just to be completely different. Have you just been in the background, been like designing set pieces and things like that? <laughs> he's, he's, he's got spreadsheets out. He's got, yeah. you know, I'm just going to have it. No set position, just roaming everywhere just for the fun sure. of it. The washing machine formation. Oh, absolutely. Just because just I know. Around. Pure chaos. Go nuts. Jay. Jay Felston. Right. He's going on. Callum Dolman. Just, oh, just for the fun of it. Can we make a rule? No one else can have Callum Dolman. Oh, George's <laughs> getting jealous. <laughs> He's mine. My precious. Zach Smith, Listen. Ross Stern, yeah, and Dylan Morgan. Yeah, nice. Can I say Zach Smith? By the way, he had a role yesterday. If that game went differently. He, he I... could have been a real key part of that game. Time, that big time. Was that is worth three. mentioning. I, I like. I like Zach Smith in there. He gives us something a little bit different. And like you say, those those four, forward runs about the ball off the back of their midfield into into it their box. Uh, yeah, I, I think that would be a trend going forward, big time. The, yeah, yeah, there yeah. There was one moment. His, his engine is a joke, by the way. There's one moment he genuinely went box to box. He went from their end to our end, defended there, went on the other end. I think the ball's come into him. I think his touch was heavy. Trying to think of the chance that come, it might have been Jarve's chance actually. Where Jarve turned wide, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, his engine was a joke, mate. Straight back, back to front. If he's a, if he's so good, George, why didn't he make your five side team? <laughs> Callum Dolman, you, I've, oh, got yeah, fair. I've got both. Jules has found a way to get them both in, yeah, squeeze them in, isn't it? Jules has done what Sven Goran Eriksson no. couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's John's got me uh Carol Carroll fan club. I'm Lee Lucas fan club. I think it's yeah, yeah. Five. Yeah, nice. Uh, Adam, yours? Uh I would go uh so I'd play a two two one formation. And I cannot believe that we no one else has had this guy in. Yeah, but I know, I know. Austin yeah. Booth is in my thing. <laughs> five aside, pace and power. Um but I'm going him and Nick Grimes as a as a two. Uh, my two in front of that uh, are going to be Lee Lucas and Dylan Morgan. Ooh. And then my my one striker will be Nick McCootie. Oh, he's, he's very on with the pops. Mate, I've played five-a-side a few times. Like, yeah. I, I, I know what we're looking for. The, the right profile <laughs> are in the right situation. I think that is just... Unfair advantage of that. Hey, like you could have, you could have, you could have picked them. I literally went last. You could have picked them. Uh, how about I just go short, I just go short and quick. Short and quick, uh, a tricky feat. How about this for a little curveball? 
five aside usually on uh, 4G, 3G. There's a man who I know this season has not played. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Games on that turf. If Lee he's Lucas, as good as he Farmer, talks. Lee Lucas has not played any of the games where we've gone away and played on 3G. Ooh, that's oh, that's a point, I yo. didn't think you were going to say that. I thought oh, you were going a different play? direction there. I uh, I thought you were going to mention little Phil Mendonca. What? When you said hasn't played so far this season. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, I meant on that turn. Yeah, I, I think that's because Lee potentially struggles with injuries. They're not the most yeah. forgiving, are they? <laughs> but no, that would be that would be my five-a-side team. I, th- I think we'd... Uh, I think we'd do a bit of damage there. No, you'd have. I can't believe Austin won't pick because I was going with the one center off. I was tempted just for the sake of it to stick Lloyd Irish up front. <laughs> <laughs> just to see how he does. Imagine we just uh, watch your five side team with just all, all five strikers. I'll have Sims Burgess, I'll have Stern, I'll have Jarv, I'll have McCooty. And just you can make it work, I reckon. Right, give him a choice. Jordan's five side team would just be Cal Dolman. Nah, so no one else just he, he can go against a five. Give him a choice for Jordan. Big things coming from that boy. He's a good lad as well. We do like him. He wants in on the podcast as well. Yeah. Oh, get him on. We had that exclusive yesterday. Right. I think we've been going for a, quite a while now. So yes. we shall Wrap it up there. Anyone got any parting comments? No. Nope. Good. No. It's been, been, been fun it again. Be it, is, it is fun. We will be back doing the same next week for you. Um, potentially with Richard again. We don't know. He might have something else planned. If not, Jordan will be back again. He's done well on his um, trial. Yeah. Get Thank a clap for Jordan. Well, Jordan. Well, Jordan. I'll take back the uh, must win comment, by the way. <laughs> bit late now <laughs> it's on record now mate on record and yeah we'll be back next week with another episode of the Wordsworth Weekly goodbye everyone Little slice of peacocks in your pocket.